Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Moshe Dun Kestenbaum. Meseches Ksubis has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Le'ilo Nishmas, Rav Yaakov ben Matis Yehozatzal, and Chaya Bas Pesach. Today's daf is Kuf Zion. The sugi over here revolves around the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. As the Gemara says on the top of the Amid, that Rav says, Paiskim is Zainis Le'eshesish. Rav says that Bezin gives food. Rashi says Bezin will sell the possessions of the husband in order to feed his wife while he is away. If he went away to Medina Sayam. And Shmuel argues, and Shmuel says, Bezin will not provide food, will not give food to this lady. And the Gemara continues that Shmuel says that Maidili Abba, Abba referring to Rav, would agree to me, Bishlesha Chadashim or the first three months, a person does not leave his house empty from food, money, and his wife would be able to provide for herself the first three months. It's Kedai to point out that there are two cases brought in the Rishayim, that there would be no Machlaikes, Rav, and Shmuel, and everyone would agree that you would give her Mezainais, and not only that, in these two cases, we would give her Mezainais right away. The first case is found from in the Ridva over here, and the Ridva writes, a very Yisaitistika thing, the Ridva writes that the Machlaikes, Rav, and Shmuel is only where the person went away for a substantial amount of time intentionally. Then we have a Machlekes Rav and, Sh- or Sh- and Shmuel that Rav holds you give her Mezainais and Shmuel does not hold you give her Mezainais as the Gemara is going to explain the reason of Rav Zvid that we're afraid maybe the husband gave her money Srari Atvisa, he gave her money put away for her that she should be able to feed herself or you have Rav Papa's reason of maybe the husband told her before her left that she should take her Maisiyadayim in place, she should keep her own Maisiyadayim, keep her own work in place of Mezainais and she'll be able to support herself. So that only makes sense in a case where he went knowingly. So he, in preparation for his long trip, he prepared by either with Surari or but if we know that the person only went for a short amount of time, just afterwards something happened that he ended up getting stuck there, so then Zakhtiritva, even according to Shmuel, we would give her Mizainais, and not only that, the Ritva says we would give her within the first three months. The Beisaisif over here, Evan Ezer Simon Ayin, brings down this Ridva, and although it's not brought down in Shulchan Arach, the Beishmuel points out over there, Aisir Aleph, that that's the intention of the Psak of Mish'alach Medina Sayam, that the case brought in Alacha is the way our Mishnah says it, is someone who went to Medina Sayam, Tafka someone went far away. However, someone who went to a place that was nearby, and he's coming back soon. In such a case, then we would give her Mizainais 
right away. And this works out very beautifully that in the halacha of the next Mishnah, which is in the bottom of Kuv Zayin Amabez, the end of Ardaf, in the case of somebody who goes to Medina Sayyam and somebody gets up and supports his wife, the Mordechai over there writes that it's not Dafka Medina Sayyam. It doesn't, doesn't have to be he went to Medina Sayyam. It's any case where somebody supports someone else's wife. And in Shulchan Arach, over there in Simon Ayin, Seif Ches, Itaka doesn't mention Medina Sayyam. It just says that a uh, husband went away and someone else supported his wife. It doesn't mention anything about Medina Sayyam because over there there's no chilak. However, in our case, there is a chilak like we see from this Ridva. Lachara, we see from this Ridva a very interesting Nakuda that when Argumara tells us, a person doesn't leave his house empty, that's not something as a general rule that a person wouldn't leave his house empty from thing from food, from money, because otherwise, why does the Ridva say that if a person went away for a short time with the intention of going away for a short time, we're allowed to feed her right away? We should only start feeding her after three months, after the supplies run out. But L'chaira the Ridva understands that Eon Dominiach Beis is when the person knows that he's going away on a long trip, then a person would not leave his house empty. He would at least leave supplies, food, money, at least for three months' worth. In a case where the person only planned on going away for a few days or whatnot, he's planning on coming back right away. So there we don't know that the person left a substantial amount that she could live off for three months. L'chaira, I suggest that we would not start feeding her till after the amount of time that he planned on going away for. Because L'chaira, a person will leave in his house enough food for that week or those few days, whatever it may be, that he planned on going away for. But after that amount of time, if he ends up getting stuck there, so then we do not say a person would have left a substantial amount and for three months, and then she would be fed from that time on. The second case where everybody, Rav and Shmuel, can both agree that we would feed her right away is found in the Mordechai in Reish Samach Zion, where the Mordechai says that Argamar is discussing a case where the person leaves his house, Bishalaim, Ba'ava. However, if the husband is leaving, Mitaich Ketata, there's fighting between them, Veniskavin La Agna, and he's trying to give her pain. He's trying to leave her by herself. The Pashas of the Mordechai is that the husband is Dafka leaving town because he wants to get away from her. In such a case, even Shmuel would not be Chayshish for Tzrari that the husband's going to leave her money. And even the Chshash of Rapapa that he would tell her, a husband would not make it a point to tell her that if he's leaving in strife. And as well, that which the Gemara said, that even according to Rav, the first three months, we do not feed her. That's only in a regular case, because he would not leave his house empty, he would leave her some food. However, in a case where he's, where he's trying to get away from her, 
So Mordechai says, Adaraba, we, we would say that Hidafka is going to take everything out of the house away from her. And this Mordechai is brought down in Halacha, in Simonai and Sif A. The Ramah brings down this sheet of the Mordechai, B'Shem Yesh Aymrim, that in Nifra Mimena B'Kitata, Reitzel Agna, Paiskin Lala Alter, we give her Mizainis right away. She does not have to wait three months. Devada Hiniach Beisa Rekan. Because certainly the husband left the house empty. Going further in the Gemara, the Gemara says, Bishishama Boshem Meis Kuli Amalo Pligi. The Machlekes Rav and Shmuel does not apply in, in a case where we heard that the husband passed away. Ki Pligi, when do they argue? Bishalai Shama Boshem Meis. We did not hear that the husband passed away. Then we have a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Rav says we give her mezainais to Meshubalah because he's obligated to feed her. Shmuel Amar Ein and Shmuel says we do not feed her. And the Gemara says what's the reason for Shmuel? Rav Zvid says that we're chayshish. Maybe the husband gave her a bundle of money before he went away, and therefore she has money to to feed herself. And her papa says a different reason. We're afraid that maybe the husband told her before he left that she should take her Maisei take her work instead of her Mezainais. Normally, Maisei goes to the husband. But maybe in this case, he told her, you keep the Maisei in, in place of your Mezainais and you could feed yourself. And therefore, Bezdin will, will not be able to give her Mezainais now. What does the Gemara mean? What's the explanation for why in a case where Shamabo Shemais, that we heard the husband died, in that case there is no Machlaikis Rav and Shmuel? How does the concern of Shmuel, whether like Rav Zvid, because it's Srari, or Rav Papa, how does that fall off in a case where it's Shamabo Shemais? The Shash of Rav Papa that maybe the husband told her, that Lechaira is not such a kasha, because as Rashi explains, once the husband dies, so now the Maisei Daim do not go to him, and therefore what he said while he was alive, no longer holds, and Rashi says, maybe you'll ask that the Maisei Daim go to the Yisayimim, and the Yisayimim could have told her, so Rashi says she has to agree to that and she is not agreeing because she is demanding Mizainais. The discussion of the Rishonim here revolves around Rav Zvid's Shash of Tzrari. Rav Zvid explained that we're afraid, according to Shmuel, that the husband gave her money to support herself before he went away to Medina Sayyam. So the question is very strong then. What's the difference if the husband died or not? Perhaps the husband gave her enough money for a long time. And even after he died, she could be using this money to support herself. And therefore, Bezin should not give her Mizainais now. We find three distinct Mahachim in the Rishayim over here. Rashi explains that since we heard that he died, and she is going to come ultimately 
to collect her ksuba, which she's entitled to after her husband's death. And at that point, when she comes to collect her ksuba, she's going to have to swear that she never kept any of her husband's possessions without permission. So since she's going to swear later on, we could already give her mezaynes now, relaxed, and not being worried about the chash of tzrari. The problem with Rashi, Tysus over here asks, that if a shvua would be sufficient to take care of the chash of tzrari, even a shvua later on, which she's going to swear when she comes to collect her ksuba, then why can't we let her swear now? Even while the husband's in Medina Sayyam alive and well, why can't you just have her swear now that she never got srari? And then even Shmuel should agree that we would be able to give her Mizainais. And don't tell me that Enachanami, the Gemachlaikis Rav in Shmuel, is whether you whether she has to make a shvu or not, because the Gemara is clear in the Hemshech that according to Shmuel, we do not give her Mizainais at all if we do not hear if we did not hear that the husband died. So Rashi is Harbit Sarach Ian. The Shita gives a beautiful tarot for Rashi, based on the Gemara later on. The Gemara later on says, In Bava Amar Pasakti La Mezainais, if the husband comes back from Medina Sayyam, and he says that he gave her Mezainais, Neman, he is going to be believed. The Rambam, like you already mentioned in the Mishnah, that the Rambam learns Neman, he's believed only to obligate her in a shvua. That till now, we have not made her swear. If the husband comes and says he gave her, gave her mezainais, he gave her tsrari before he left, he, she's going to have to swear. However, Rashi learns over here, a big chiddush, Rashi learns he's believed to take away mashinasin lobezin. He's believed to take away what Bezin has given her already while he was away. So Zaktashita, that since according to Rashi, the husband can come back and say he gave her Tzrari, and he would be believed. Therefore, according to Shmuel, we do not want her to swear now that the husband did not give her Tzrari, because ultimately we were not rely on this Shua if the husband comes back and says and swears that he gave her Tzrari. Masha'en Cain, in the case of Shamabah in the case that we heard that he died. So, therefore, there's no concern the husband is not alive to come back and say that he gave her Tzrari. So, therefore, we could rely on her Shvua that her husband did not leave her Tzrari and we'd be able to give her Mizainais even according to Shmuah. The second Mahalich is Mahalich of Taisus over here that Taisus explains that Shmuel, who says you do not give mezainais because rochayshes for tzari or tzimaisedachah mezainasecha, that is partially due to the fact that since the husband has not come back, so there's a raya, there's a proof that he must have done something to take care of his wife, because otherwise he wouldn't just leave his wife hanging like this. However, in a case where he died. So he's not able to come back. So then there's no proof anymore. There's no raya that he provided for her before he left because he planned on coming back, just he passed away. So therefore, even according to Shmuel, 
we would be able to give her mezainais because there is no haychacha that he took care of her before he went away. L'chayra, Taisus Isvara is Ksas Tzarech Iyan. Bishlema, for the Kshash of Tzrari, we could say that the husband only left her Tzrari for the amount of time he planned on being away. And now that the husband passed away, so it could be the Tzrari had run out by now, but the husband didn't know he was going to die and he planned on coming back. And therefore, Bezdin gives her Mizainais. However, according to the Kshash of her papa, of so up until the point that the husband died, we would be chayshish that the husband told her So what's the difference now that we heard he died or not? Either way, we had a haychacha beforehand, before the husband died, we had a haychacha that the husband told her Unless we say, we could suggest, like we mentioned in the very beginning, that the chash of Tzimai Sechav Zanosecha, we don't, we anyways don't have a problem after the husband died, because at that point, since the Maisedayim are no longer going to the husband, like Rashi explained, so therefore his Tzimai Sechav Zanosecha no longer applies to this, to this lady. The Ramban Taka, when he brings down the Svara of Taisvis, he only mentions the Indian of Tzari, he doesn't mention the Indian of Tzimai Sechav Zanosecha. However, Taisus over here does mention both the Svara of Rav Zvid and Rav Papa in his Pshat. So, Tzaksas Tzarchin to me. The third Mahalech in our Sugya is the Mahalech of many Rishainim, the Ramban, the Ran, the Ridva. They explain our Gemara, the Chilak of Shamabo Shemes, based on a Gemara earlier on Sadi Vavim base where the Gemara discusses what happens if there's an argument between the Yisayimim and the Amana. The Yisayimim say they gave her Mizainis already, and she says she, did nev- she never got the Mizainis. And Levi says, and this is the Halacha, that Amana calls Manchala as long as she has not remarried yet, Ala Yisayimim Lahavi Raya. The Yisayimim have to bring a Raya that they gave her Mizainis. Because the nechas and the possessions are are considered becheskas almana, they're considered in her rishas, and the proof, the raya lies upon them to to prove that they already gave her mizainais. Therefore, in Argamara, once it's shama if we heard that the husband passed away, the nechasim are now considered in her rishas under her possession, that she has the right to be taking Mizaynes from these possessions. So now, the proof is incumbent upon the Yisayimim to prove that it was Tzari Afasa, that their father gave her money before he went away to Medina Sayam. Without a proof, she has a right to collect, and Bezin will give her Mizaynes. However, before we hear the husband passed away, as long as the husband is alive, then the nechassim are beches kasei. The nechassim are considered in his rishas and his chazaka. So therefore, then, according to Shmuel, we would not be able to give her mizainais. What is the svar for this? Why, while the husband's alive, do we say the nechassim are considered in his rishas, and the burden of the raya falls 
on her to collect mezainais. Mashenkin after he dies, we say it's in nechasamar and herishas, and the asayim after being a raya that they gave her mezainais. So one possible svara we find based on the on the avni meluim in simen sadigimel ice yud that where the husband is alive, the chiyev really begins with him. There, there's a shibat aguf for him to give the mezainais. Just if he doesn't pay, then we din arev, the nechasim are meshubed to the chayv, and she is able to collect from the nechasim. So when the husband's alive, since the ikar chiyav begins with him, so then we say, amotzi mechaveir olavaraya, she has to prove before she goes ahead and collects from him, and collects from the nechasim. However, after the husband dies, the entire chiyav, is chal on the nechasim, because the Yusayimim do not have to use their own money to support the amana. The entire chiv is only a shibat on the nechasim. Therefore, the nechasim are considered the cheskasa in her rishas, and the Yusayim have to bring a raya that they gave her mezainais. According to this mahalich, we have to understand what exactly is the machlekes rav and Shmuel. If Shmuel holds the nechasim are becheskasei, and therefore, if there's any safek of tsrari or tzimai sedechem zanosecha, it's incumbent on her to bring a raya. And therefore, Bezdin does not give her mezainais. So then, how could Rav argue? What's the reason for Rav? So, the Ramban and the Ritva explain that a husband is only believed to say that he gave mezainais on mezainis l'sha'avar, mezainis of the past. So, for example, if she comes and says that I haven't been fed the last six months, so then the husband's believed to say, because of his chazaka, he's believed to say, parati, I paid her the mezainis. However, to say that he gave her mezainis for the next six months, if she comes today and asks for mezainis for the future, and the husband says, I gave her for the next six months, I gave her for the next ten years, then a husband would not be believed. His chazaka would not go ahead and help to be believed for mezainais for the future. So in our Gemara, where the husband went away to Medina Sayam, and she's coming to collect mezainais for the future, she wants the bezin to support her from now on, so there, Rav holds that we are able to give her because even if the husband came in front of us, we would not be, we would not believe him. So now, what does Shmuel hold? Shmuel holds that since the husband is not here now, and later on, when he comes back from Medina Sayyam, he may argue and say that he gave her tzrari, and at that point he will be believed because it's l'sha'avar and the nechasim are bechas kaseh. So Mamela, we don't, Bezin doesn't want to give Bezin does not want to give her now since the husband could later on argue and say that he already gave her Tzrari. And he would be believed in Bezin. Masha Enkain, once again, after he dies, where the Nechasimar Becheskas Amana, over there the Yusayimim would not be believed to say that their father gave her Tzrari because the Nechasim are in her Rishas. Moving forward, I'd like to focus on the Machlaikas, the two reasons of Razvid and Rav Papa.
and the Nafgaminas the Gemara gives, and what comes out from the Rishayim. The Gemara says that Rav Zvid gives the reason for Shmuel that we do not give her Mizainais because we're Chayshish for Tzrari. And her Papa says that we're afraid that maybe he told her maybe he told her to take her user work in place of her and the Gemara says what is an afkamina between Rav Zvid and Rav Papa one Afkamina is a Gedayla, a girl who's above Bas Mitzvah, Belay Safka, but her Maisiyadayim, her work, would not be enough to support her. And since her work was not enough to support her, so therefore the husband would not be able to tell her, see Maisiyadacha, Bemizaynaisacha. She would never accept such a thing. And therefore, we would not be chayshish for the reason of Rav Papa. We would only have the reason of Rav Zvid, of Tzrari. And the Gemara says, Inami, another nafkemina, is Kitana, Visafka, case where a girl's under Bas Mitzvah, but her work is enough to support her. In such a case, we would be chayshish for Rav Papa's reason of Tzimai Sedechem Zanosecha, but we would not have a chash of Rav Zvid's reason of Tzrari, because... A person would not give tzrari, a person would not trust a katana with money. The pashas of the Gemara is that Rav Zvid and Rav Papa argue, and it's a machlaikis between Rav Zvid and Rav Papa what Shmuel is chayshish for. However, the Ridva and the Shita, B'Shem, the Ra'ah, say that there's no machlaikis between Rav Zvid and Rav Papa. Each one is giving another reason what we are chayshish for, and they do not argue. However, the sh- Rashi is mavur that there is a machlekes Rezvid and Rav Papa. Because Rashi, on the Gemara's second afkamina of Kitana Visafka, Rashi writes that in such a case where it was a Kitana who her work was enough to support herself, Rashi says, according to Rezvid, we would be able to give her tzrari, because there's no shash of tzrari by Ektana. However, according to our papa, we would not be able to give her, because maybe he told her, So we see clearly from Rashi, that Rav Zvid does not hold of the reason of Rav Papa, and Rav Zvid is not worried that the husband would have told her, The Shita's Medayik, a beautiful diik, that we notice that Rashi only mentions that it comes out of Machlekes Lahalacha, whether we would give her Mizainis according to Shmuel, Rashi only mentions that it would come out of Machlekes or Zidner or Papa by the case of Kitana Visafka. However, in the Gemara's first Afkamina of Gedayla Velaisafka, an older girl, but her Maisi Adayim is not enough to support herself, Rashi does not mention that Reb Papa would hold that since it's low Safka, we, we would be able to give her Mizainis because there's no Shash. Of Simai Sedechav Zanesacha. However, according to Rav Zid, we would not be able to give her because we're Chayshish for Tzrari. Rashi makes no mention of, of saying that. So the Shita's Medayik, the Rashi holds that Rav Papa agrees to the reason of Rav Zvid. Rav Papa agrees to the reason of Rav Zvid of Tzrari, and therefore, even according to Rav Papa, in the case of Gedayla, Velay Safka, 
Shmuel would hold that we would not give her Mizainais. Rev Zvid does not hold of the reason of her papa of the Khshash of Tsimai Sidaka Bimizainais Sacha. That's how Rashi learns the Gemara. So Rav Zvid gives the reason first of Tsari Afisa, comes along Rav Papa and adds the reason of Tsimai Sidaka Mizanasacha. So Rav Papa is adding to Rav Zvid, but Rav Zvid does not hold like Rav Papa. There's a very fundamental machlekis reshainim regarding our Gemara. The Gemara is Mavur over here that a katana visafka, a katana, and she has enough money from her Maisiyadayim to support herself. We would be chayshish for Tzim Maisiyadacha Mzaynasecha according to Shmuel. And certainly, Kulshakeng, if she was a Gedayla Visafka, we would be chayshish for Tzim Maisiyadacha Mzaynasecha. According to Rav, it would be clear that we would give her Mzaynas because Rav is not chayshish for Tzim Maisiyadacha Taisus over here asks a Maradika question. In a case where it's Safka, in a case where her Maisiyadayim is enough to feed her, so why would Bezin give her Mizainis altogether, even if the husband never told her, Even according to Rav, that's not Chayshish for such a thing. Why would Bezin give her Mizainis? Why doesn't Bezin just tell her, You're making a good salary? You're making enough money to support yourself. So we're not getting involved. We're not going to go ahead and sell your husband's nechassim, sell your husband's possessions. You have the money from your own work to support yourself. Before we see Taisus's tarets and Taisus's mahalech, we see already that Taisus shita, and this is the shita of the rush over here, and the ridva as well, is that in the case where she has enough Mizainais from her Maisiyadayim, Bezdin would not sell the husband's property, Bezdin would not get involved, Bezdin would tell her, However, the sheet of the Rambam in Hilchas Isha's Perakid Bez, Halacha Tazayin, and the Makar for the, for the Rambam, as the Vilna Gain writes in Eben Ezer, Simon Ayin, Ois Yudzayin, is our Gemara, is that Ein Hachinami, Bezdin will not get involved with calculating her Maiseyadayim. And if a lady comes whose husband went away to Medina Sayyam, Bezdin will give her Mezainais without making any Cheshben of her Maiseyadayim. As the Ramam writes over there, Vim Nechasim, if he has possessions, Bezdin, Yardin Lenechasim, Bezdin will take from his possessions and sell it for her food. And Bezin will not calculate with her over until her husband comes. If he comes and finds that she has made money through her work, that money belongs to him. It's interesting, parenthetically, in the Shulchan Arach, in Simenayin, Se'if Hey, the Shulchan Arach writes, Al Derech the Rambam, but he says, if the husband, until the husband comes back, in Matzah Asasav, he finds that she did work, Hare'elu Shallah. The Maisei Yadayim belonged to her. This is Ma'ayit Sarachian, 
And Taka the Bir Hagra over there, Aisir Ches, writes Tzarech Loimar Shalai, that it really should say in the Shulchan Arach Shalai, that it belongs to him. Like the Rambam writes, and as well as the Ramban over here. This Shita of the Rambam, that we're not Machashvin, Hermaisi Adayim, Bezna does not get involved with Hermaisi Adayim, and Bezna gives her Mizainais, even if it's Safka, is not only the Shita of the Rambam, and the Shulchan Arach Paskins away, but also the Shita of the Ramban over here, and as well the Rif in Shuvis, Simon and Beis, also says like this, and this is this Mahalech, the Shita of these Rishayna. It's Ma'id Tzarechian. This Shita is very hard to understand. As the Rush asks the Ran as well, why would Bezdin not calculate her Maisiyadayim? Why would Bezdin cause the husband a Hefzid and just give her Mizainais almost recklessly without calculating the fact that she's making money from her work and she could use that Maisiyadayim to support herself? The Avni Meluim and Simon Ayin Ice Gimel suggest the Pshat based on Tysus earlier on Mzayin Amar Aleph. We know that the Takana of Chazal that a husband should get Maisir Daim corresponds to the Halacha that a husband is Mechuyiv to feed his wife. Because a husband is Mechuyiv to feed his wife, so the Rabbanu were Mesakein Mishim Eva because of animosity that the woman's Maisiyadayim should go to the husband. What is the explanation for this animosity? The Pashib Shat is Eva is that the husband may have hard feelings that he has to support his wife and he's not getting anything back from her work. However, Tysus over there, Memzayan Maralf, explains differently. And Tysus explains that we don't want the husband giving the wife a hard time in giving her mezainites. The husband may delay and make it hard for her that she'll have to take him to Bezdin and she'll have to go after him to get him to give her mezainites. And therefore they gave him her maizayim that he should be willing to feed her freely with a good heart. So Mimela Zakta Avni Miluim. In our case where the husband went away to Medina Sayam, and therefore she has to rely on coming to Bezdin to get her Mizainais anyways. So in such a case, there is no Takana that the Maise Yadaim go to the husband anymore, and she would keep her Maise Yadaim. Lakhaira, it's Tsarh Ian on the Avni Miluim. That Bishlema, according to the Kirsa that we mentioned in the Shulchan Arach, that the Maisiyadayim belongs to her when the husband comes back. So then it makes sense. However, Pasha says like the Girsa of the, of the Gra, and the Rambam is Mefurish this way, and the Ramban over here, that the husband gets the Maisiyadayim when he comes back. So according to Avni Meluim, why does the husband have a right to get the Maisiyadayim, the money that she earned while he was away? If by going away he lost the takana of Maisiyadaim. So once again we have the Mahalaikh of the Rambam, the Ramban agrees to the Rambam, the Rif, that they learn and they explain our Gemara 
that when a husband goes away to Medina Sayyam, Bezdin does not calculate, Bezdin does not get involved with her Maisa daim, and Bezdin just gives her the Mizaynas that she needs, and only when the husband comes back, it's up to him to go ahead and to recover the Maisa daim. However, Taisvis, the Rosh, the Ram, like we mentioned, they argue, they hold it's not logical. Why shouldn't Bezdin get involved with her Maisa daim? Why should they just throw away money, so to say, at her? And they learn our Gemara differently. Taisis explains that the reason why Bezdin is giving her Mizainais is because right now it's Lysafka. Right now she doesn't have enough money from her work to support herself. And when the Gemara is Mavur, there were only Chayshish for Tzimaisi Adacha Mizono Secha in a case where it's Safka. That is where it's Safka at the time the husband went away to Medina Sayyam. So at the time the husband went away to Medina Sayyam, it was Safka, there was enough money from her Maisi and therefore, according to her Papa's Pshad and Shmuel, where Choshesh, maybe the husband told her, But now when she's coming to Bezdin, things changed. She lost her work, etc., etc., and she's not making enough money to support herself. So then we have a Machlaikis, Rav and Shmuel, that Rav says that Bezdin will provide for her Mizainais, and Shmuel holds with her Papa's explanation that maybe the husband told her before he went away, at the time where it was Safka, and since she agreed, she accepted upon herself the deal of so even though now it's like Safka, even though now she does not have enough money from her Maisiyadayim, it's too bad, because she agreed she was Maisha, and therefore Bezdin would not give her Mizainais. The Ritva has a similar Mahalat to Taisvis, that we're talking about where she's working extra hard beyond her obligation of Maisiyadayim, and therefore it's only because she accepted upon herself the agreement of Tzi Maisiyadayim B'zanosacha that she wouldn't be able to demand Mizainis now, and according to Rav, that's not Chayshish for Tzi Maisiyadayim B'zanosacha, she would be able to demand Mizainis and say that she's no longer interested in working extra hard in order to be able to cover her Mizainis. The question is that if the din over here of Tzimai Sedecha Mizainis Secha is working because she agreed to it, and therefore, according to Taisvis, even later, when it's no longer Safka, it would be too bad. She would not be able to demand Mizainis, according to the Redva, if she says she no longer wants to work extra hard, she wouldn't be able to back out since she agreed to the deal of The problem is, so what about the case of Kitana? The Gemara says in the case of Kitana Visafka, we could be chayshish, that maybe the husband told her, If we're talking about it, it's only because she agreed to it, and it works with her Kabbalah, with her acceptance, her Mechila, a Kitana is not B'nai Mechila. Kitanim don't have the power to be Michael. It's not binding. So therefore, why can't the Kitana come now to court? Now, when it's no longer Safka, or now, like the Ritvaz Pshat, that she no longer wants to put in the extra work, so why can't she demand her Mezaynes from Bezdin? And it doesn't help the fact that she agreed earlier, because it's not binding. 
So the Ritva explains, and Tysus in his second shot explains as well, that we're talking about where the girl reached the age of Pa'utais, which the Gemara Gin on Daphne and Aleph says it begins anywhere between the age 6 and age 10, that Midar Abanan, uh, once the child reaches the ages of Pa'utais, understands a little bit of business transactions, they are able to give Matanais, they are able to be Makna, they're able to sell, so once she reaches that age, her mechila would be mechila, and that's what our Gemara is talking about. It's very interesting that Rashi over here, when the Gemara says that we're chayshish, maybe he told her, Rashi writes, and she accepted upon herself. She agreed to it. And the question is, why does Rashi say she agreed to it? In a, our Gemara is talking about a case where it was Safka, where there was enough Parnasa, there was enough to support herself from the Maisiyadayim. And the Pashas of the Gemara earlier on the Ayinam and Beis, the beginning of Hamadir, was that in a case where her Maisiyadayim is enough to support herself, the husband is able to tell her, even Valkarcha. So, some argue, and the Rambam in Perak Yudbeis, Halacha Chaf, is mashma that the Halacha of Tzimai Sedecha Mezayna even in the case of Safka, is only where she was quiet, where she didn't object, which is considered like she agreed. And the Mordechai says over here in Simeh Reish Ayin, and the Beish Shmuel, in the Evan Ezer, Samach Tes, Ais Dalit, writes, that this is Shitas Rashi as well. That Rashi holds, even in the case of Safka, a husband is not able to say, She has to agree. The Magid Mishnah says that maybe Rashi would agree to the Rambam, that if she's silent, that also could be included in what Rashi means when, she, when Rashi writes that she agreed. However, now that we learned the Pshat of Taisus, the Ritva, that Argamar is talking about where something changed, According to Taisvis, it was only Safka at the time that the husband was going away, but now it's not Safka anymore. According to the Ritva, she agreed to work extra hard, and now she no longer wants to work extra hard. So Mimela, it's Tafka. Our Gemara is talking about a case that she accepted upon herself the arrangement of Tzimai Sedecha However, normally, it's very possible that Rashi would agree that a husband could tell his wife, as long as it's Safka. And this Taka is the Taina of the Karbanasano in our Perak Ais Gimel, where he says he doesn't understand the Hechrich that the Mordechai says that Rashi holds that in general needs her acceptance, needs her agreement. Baruch Hashem, this staff is just packed with Rishayim and Achrayim. But I'll share with you at least one more Yisayistiki idea on on this Amad. The Gemara brings a raya against Shmuel. Going further from our Mishnah, because in our Mishnah we have a machlekes Chanan and Bnei Kohanim Gedailim. According to Chanan, it's Tishba the Saif. The light tishba betchila, 
However, according to Bnei Kohanim Gedolim, it's Tisha Betchila Ubesayif. So Zag the Gemara, Akan lo pligi elin yinshua. Machlekes Chanan and Bnei Kohanim Gedolim is only regards to whether she has to swear to be able to collect mezainais in Bezdin. But everyone agrees, mezaini yahavina la. Everyone agrees you give her mezainais. And according to Shmuel, Shmuel said that we do not give her mezainais because we're chayshish for tzrari or for tzimai sedecha mezainais secha. And the Gemara answers, Tirgama Shmuel, the Shisham of Shmuel explains our Mishnah is talking about a case where we heard that he died. However, in another case we, where we did not hear he died, then Enachanami, we would not give her Mizainais. This Gemara poses a tremendous problem with the Shita of the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchas Isha's Parach Yerches Halacha Yates writes, that an almana that comes to Bezdin to be Taveya Mizainais. So there are those that Paskin, we give her Mizainais without a Shvua. However, the Raman writes, this is not the correct halacha. They're mixing it up with the case of Isha Shalach Bailal and Medina Sayam. And the Raman Paskins that she would need a Shvua before she is able to collect. And the Rivet over there asks from Argamara, because our Gemara established the case of our Mishnah, where Shamu Bashemes, where we heard that he died, it's a case of an Amana. And yet, Hanan says in our Mishnah that she does not have to swear, Betchila. She does not have to swear when she comes and collects her Mizainais. She would only have to swear, Besaif, when she collects her Ksuba. So, how can the Raman Paskin that an Amana has to swear? Now, the, Mag- the Mishnah Lamelech points out that one would argue that our Gemara established, establishes the Mishnah in a case where we heard he died only according to Shmuel. However, Rav explains our Mishnah in a regular case where we did not hear that he died. But this is Shver, as the Mishnah Lamelech says, and this is Mefurish in the Ran over here, Samach Gimel Aleph in Dafi Harif, where the Ran says, and asks on the Rambam that it's a kavachaymer, that according to Shmuel, that's more chayshish for tzrari. Nonetheless, Shmuel agrees. Where we heard that he died, even Shmuel agrees that we will be able to give her mezainais without a shvua. Kavachaymer, according to Rav, that's more lenient, that gives her mezainais generally. Certainly, according to Rav, in a case of Shamabah Shemais, we would give her mezainais without. The Pnei Yeshua, Sam Seifer, over here, give a beautiful teret for Tamiyashev, the Dasa Rambam. And they say that there's a difference between a regular case of Amana, somebody who dies in his house. In such a case, we are chayshesh for tzrari. In such a case, we're worried that the husband gave her money before he passed away, that she should have, she shouldn't have to be mavazla herself to go collect from the Nechassim, from the assignment, and therefore she's going to have to swear before she, before she can collect Mizainais. However, in the case of our Gemara, this person went away to Medina Sayyam before he died. He didn't know that he was going to die while he was away in Medina Sayyam. And there we have a Machlaikis Rav and Shmuel, whether we're Chayshish for Tzrari, and Rav holds 
that were not chayshish for tzrari, and we are able to give her mezainais, and therefore we could even give her mezainais according to Hanan, which we who we paskin like, we're even able to give her mezainais without a shvua. So therefore, there's no stira between our Gemara and the dance of the Rambam, because our Gemara is dafk in a case where we went to Medina Sayyam, There, there's less concern for tzrari, and they explain beautifully that that's what the Rambam means when the Rambam writes that the psak is is mixed up with the case of the Aisha Shalaf Bailal of Medina Sayyam, that they got mixed up from our Gemara, that our Gemara is a case of Isha Shalaf Bailal of Medina Sayyam, and then he passed away while he was in Medina Sayyam, then the Allah is that she would not need a Shvua, meaning even according to the Rambam, in the case of an Amana, in the case of a widow, of a husband that went away to Medina Sayyam before he died, even according to the Rambam, she would not need a Shua. There would be no difference in a case where he's still alive, where the Allah is, she does not need a Shua. However, in a regular case of an Amana, in a regular case of a widow, that the husband died while he was still around his city, then in such a case, we would be Cheshish Ritzari and she would need a Shua. The Pnei Yeshua adds that according to this Mahalich, the Mishnah works out beautifully. Tysus asks over here, according to Shmuel that establishes the Mishnah by Shamaboshemes, so then why did the Mishnah talk about a case where the husband went away to Medina Sayyam? Even if he died in his house, we would still have a Machlekes Chanan and Bnei Kohanim Gedailim, whether she has to swear Betchila or not. And Tysus answers, Enachanami. The Mishnah would apply even in the case where he died in his house. But the Mishnah is teaching us that I would think where he went away to Medina Sayyam, we would be chayshish for tzrari even more than a case where he died in his house. And the Mishnah is teaching us that even though he went away to Medina Sayyam, she would still be able to get mezainais with a shvua. Because I would think that when he went away to Medina Sayyam, the chash is so strong for tzrari that she wouldn't get even with a shvua. However, according to the Rambam, the Mishnah is Medayik perfectly. The Mishnah Davka said Medina Sayyam because that's the only time where she is able to get without a Shvua. However, according to Hanan. However, in a case where he died with Beisai, there, it's the opposite of Taisis. There, there's more of a Shash of Tzrari. And even according to Hanan, she would need a Shvua in order to collect Zainais. On Kuf Zainam Abayz, the Gemara brings a Brisa that teaches us that a Kitana, a girl under 12 years old, who is married, Mita Rabbanan, for example, her father passed away, and her mother, her brother, married her off. So the Kedushin is Mita Rabbanan, and the halacha is she is able to do mian until she turns 12 years old. She is able to simply denounce the Kedushin and say she doesn't want to be married to this person and she could walk out. And the Brisa teaches us the way the Gemara explains that in a case where this Kitana who was married, Midrabaran, her husband went away to Medina Sayyam and she borrowed money from somebody to feed herself. So if she does mean afterwards, then the husband does not have to pay back the person that lent her the money. 
However, if she does not do mian, then it's mavur that the husband would have to pay back the money that was lent to her. The rush over here in Simon Zion brings from Rameir Halevi, the Ramah, that we see from here a chiddush lahalacha, that a child who borrows money is obligated to pay back when he is older. Because we see in our Gemara that this Gitana, this girl that borrowed money, the borrowing, she is mechuyiv to pay back. And for that reason, her husband, who is responsible for the Mizainais, would have to pay back for her chayv. However, if in general a child that borrows is pater, so then why does the husband have to pay back what she borrowed? There's no chayv on her for paying back, so then there should be no chayv on him as well. The rush afterwards brings from Rabbeinu Yaina who argues that it's not logical that a child who borrows money is going to be responsible when he's older, the child is not mature, and he's going to end up wasting so much money, borrowing money. It's not logical that we would hold him responsible. And he says that over here it's different because there's a known chiv, there's a known responsibility for the husband to provide for her mizainais. L'chaira, what Rabbeinu Yaina means, is that since over here, the money that she borrows for mizainais ultimately is able to be collected from the husband. So in such a case, the Rabbanon obligate her to pay back, even though she's a Ktana, because it can be collected later from the husband. She is not spending freely, carelessly, She's spending under the halacha, under the chiv of Mizainais that her ha- husband has for her. However, Rabbeinu holds by a regular child, even if he borrows to feed himself, there would be no obligation for him to pay back even when he's older because the child is not responsible. The Rabbanon did not hold the child responsible for halva, for the money that he borrowed. The rush compromises, the rush kind of splits between the two opinions. And the rush holds that normally a child who borrows money, let's say he wants to buy himself something, the child would not be responsible when he's older. Like the Svara of Rabbeinu Yaina, that otherwise a child may just carelessly spend all his money. However, a child, even a boy, who is borrowing money to feed himself, there it's logical that the Rabbanan would establish that his loan is considered a halva, and there is a chiv to pay back, and he brings down, just like we find by pu'utais, the Gemara says in Gin, on the Testament Aleph, that children above the age of six, depending on their intelligence level, the Rabbanon established that they're able to sell things, and they're able to give things as a gift, in order for them to be able to function, and be able to take care of themselves, so too, it's Mistavra, they'd be able to borrow money in order to be able to keep themselves afloat, to keep themselves taken care of. In Chayshim Mishpat, Reish Lamed Hay, Sif Tesvav, all these three shitas are brought. The Shulchan Aruch brings the first shita that holds that a katan who borrows is chayiv, no matter what. He's chayiv to pay back when he gets older. Second shita that holds that he is going to be pater, this is a sheet of Rabbeinu Yaina, that our case is an exception since her husband is chayv to feed her.
And then the Shulchan Aruch brings the third shita, the shita of the Rosh, that if we know the child is borrowing from his Zainais, so it's a necessary thing that the child needs, then we take money from him when he gets older, then the Halva is a Halva. But if we don't know that, so then we do not collect from him when he is older. Very interesting, Machlaikes, the Sma and the Shach. The Sma over there in Sifkatan Mem Gimel and in the Prisha as well, he writes that this halacha, that according to the Rush, that the child is allowed to borrow money, the, the halva, he's obligated to pay back when he's older, if it's Litzarech Mezainais, we even apply to a child who's under the age of Pu'utais, even a child who's under the age of six years old. And when the Rush compares this halacha, that a child would be able to borrow for food, to the halacha of Pu'utais, the Rush does not mean to say that just like a child who reaches the age of six and above, the age of Pu'utais, that just like he's able to sell and he's able to give a gift, so too he's able to borrow. The Rush means to compare and learn out from the halacha, meaning that just like a child who reaches above six, the Chachamim made a takana, that he's able to buy and sell in order to keep him supported, in order to be able to keep himself going, doing business. So too, it's logical that for a child even under the age of six years old, if he would need to borrow money to, to feed himself, so it's logical that in such a case, the Rabbanan would allow his halva to be a good halva even under six years old. However, the shach over there, Ais Zion, argues and says it's not logical that a child so young, his halva, he'd be held responsible for what he borrows. And even according to the rush, under six years old, he's borrowing from his Zainais, the halva would not be a halva. It's Kedai to point out, furthermore, that the Sma is Mavur over there, a tremendous Chiddush, that a child who's borrowing for business purposes, once he reaches the age of Pu'utais, above six years old, the halva is a halva according to everybody, according to all shitas, and he'd be chayv to pay back when he's older, and it's nichlal in the takana of putais that memkar and memkar, that their sale is a sale, and the matanasan is matana, and their gifts are chal, and it's pashat, they'd be able to borrow money. However, according to the shach, it's mashma, that whether a child is able to borrow money for business, is tali in this machlekes between these three rishayim, According to the Ramah, the child would be able to borrow and would be chayav to pay back when he's older, no matter what he borrowed for. According to the second opinion, according to Rebbein Yaina, he would be putter, even if it was for business purposes. And according to the third sheet of the Rush, he would also be putter because the Rush holds only if he borrowed for mezainais, he borrowed for food, are we able to collect from him when he is older. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.